Good afternoon. Revelation, finishing up chapters 1, verses 7 and 8. Review of Revelation chapter, the apocalypse, the unveiling of the Messiah. And when he says, John says, and he says, Behold, he comes. Theme of the book, Yeshua's return. Yeshua's coming back. And he comes with the clouds, and every eye will see him. And we've talked about these things, and which pierced, these which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail before him, shall mourn uh, because of him. Even so, amen. Even so, amen. Yes, amen. An affirmation, a vigorous affirmation and approval. Why? Well, uh, all the tribes of the land, all the tribes of the land shall mourn. Mourn, it means to, uh, to cut, to strike. I know one of the coaches of one of the teams that lost, uh, I think it was the Lions, and he said we were, you know, just, I don't know if you use the expression, but we were, like our hearts were ripped out. Well, that's the expression here. You're cut to the heart. The Bible uses the expression cut to the heart many times. Wailing, weeping, lamenting, and this word of mourning means to cut, to strike. Why not rejoice? Why at his coming, mourning? Why at his coming, lamentation? And this is very important. Why? I gave this thought last time and I want to give it again. Maybe because, maybe because he's interrupting. Maybe because the idea is God is bringing an interruption and he's interrupting and intruding upon my plans or your plans, the world's plans, upsetting all the plans that the world has. And God comes and says, guess what? Time's up. Time's up. Your, your plans, your, your schemes are not going to take place. It's likely two different reactions to a storm, sim similar to two different reactions to a big storm, uh, you know, or to an army that's coming, to a storm. It might be you want the storm to come uh, because you're excited about it, but others are worried about it, or a rescue attempt to, you know, of course, the captives are delighted, are, are thrilled over the attempt, but it could spell doom, for the for the for the those that are captors that are that are that are, have the people in captivity, or deliverance for those that are captives, and liberation, or vengeance God's vengeance upon the wicked and he this is what his second coming will be, it will be a welcome sight, or will it be one of dread? It will be both. It will be welcome to the believers who love his appearing, love his appearing in Second Timothy. 4, 8. Did you know that there's a special crown promised? Yeshua says there's a special crown. Paul says he's a crown of righteousness. I will have for those, and it's not just mine only, but also for me and also for all those who love his appearing. That's a crown of righteousness. There are four crowns, maybe five, depending on how you calculate them in the Brit Chadashah, the new covenant that are mentioned. And so will his coming be an unwelcome intrusion? To many, it will be. To many it will be, or will it be a long-awaited, long-awaited liberation? Yes, it will be also for me, for those that are longing for his appearing, can't wait. And we want to, you know, like Keith Green sang in his song, come away, come away, come away, come away from this mess. You know, I can't wait to be out of this mess, this world. It says, are my hopes and my plans and ambitions preeminently, foremostly here, on this planet or am I living for Yeshua and and really my plans and ambitions are also I'm looking to the world to come I'm looking to the Olam Haba 
I'm, you know, it's good to have plans. It's good to have ambitions here to glorify God, to do the best we can at what we're given in our in the God in the gifts that God has given us and the talents He's given us. Absolutely, we should, and we train our children to have to to be the best at what they're and achieve at what their their gifts where their gifts are. But we have to have an eye for the hereafter, an eye for the world to come. We're looking to 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 his coming we're looking to where to serving him in the world to come as well so am i living only for the here and now or am i living with an eye to the olam haba and uh this is this is the idea here philippians a couple verses philippians 3 19 and 20 says that the enemies of the gospel of messiah's atonement message their end will be destruction their god is their belly and their glory and their shame they set their minds on earthly things you see that's why they are only thinking about the things of this earth thinking about the things that are passing away the lust of the flesh the lust of the lust of the eyes the pride of life as John would say in first John 2 verses 15 and 16 and but but he says but the he that does the will of God abides forever remains forever for our citizenship he continues here Philippians 3 20 is in heaven and from there we await we eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. So there we go. Revelation 1.7, he says so. Yes, amen. A vigorous affirmation and approval then of this reality that all the tribes of the earth are going to mourn because of him. But he says, even so, come. Yes, come, Lord Yeshua. Bring your judgment. Bring your judgment on the wickedness, on evil. Bring it. Bring your, bring your, and bring your, bring your return. Now, why? I want to ask this question. Why come back? Why should Yeshua come back? Lord, why? Why? Is, is he coming? Lord, are you coming to your home? Is Yeshua coming to his home? Is this earth his home? Why return to decay and corruption and darkness and sin? Why not just evacuate his own people and obliterate this world? Well, he will obliterate it ultimately. But why not just do that and evacuate us all? And I'm not talking about a what many Christians call the rapture. There's many different beliefs about that. But I'm not talking about what many interpret, how they interpret 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the wonderful passage, 16 and 17, and he's going to catch us up in the clouds of the air and we'll ever be meeting him in the clouds of the air in between. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about that. He did Enoch, he took, him, took Enoch, but I'm not, we're not talking about that. This is, many don't understand, is he going to, why not just take us, he's coming back, he's coming back. Now, I want to give you thought, I mentioned this on Shabbat. Why not stay in the heavens and just reign there? Why not just reign there? And here's my answer. Because he doesn't like to lose. Yeshua doesn't like to lose. God doesn't like to lose. Israel in the war they're in right now, the present Israel, doesn't want to lose. And they can't lose. They don't like, they can't lose. They can't just have a ceasefire. Yeah, they may have to do pauses for to get the hostages back, temporary pauses, but they can't just stop. They have to win the war against evil, against Hamas. They have to, and that's God's will, to destroy evil. That's God's will. And 
and Yeshua, that's God's, that's the way God works. He's coming back, God is coming back, Yeshua is coming back to take rightful dominion over this earth and the governments, think about it, the governments which have ousted and tried to dethrone him. And they've temporarily succeeded, by the way. Governments have. Yes, yes, in many cases. We could mention, you know, the governments that have absolutely godless regimes. Iran and China and Russia in many cases. And, and it, there's corruption in every government. But one day, you know, he's going to return. And this is what he says. He's coming back. The God of this world, he's called, Satan is, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, will lose his grip. And Jerusalem and the land of Israel will once again be fully, entirely restored to the Lord. Right now, Satan, the evil one, the adversary, Hasatan, the adversary, that's what he means. Satan means the Hasatan. The, the evil one is called by Yeshua three times the prince or the ruler of this world. John 12, 31, 14, 6, uh, 30, and 16, 11. He deceives the entire world, it says in Revelations 12, 9. And it lies in the lap of the wicked one. In his power, it lies in his power, in the, his lap in 1 John 5, 19. But ultimately, the world, the earth, is not his. It belongs to the Lord. Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and those that dwell therein. God is coming back. Yeshua, God says, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it all back. He's going to do it. It's just a matter of when it happens. It's going to be quick. It's going to be sudden. That's what it says in Revelation, the earlier verses we read. He says, come quick. he's going to come quickly. It's going to happen suddenly when he does it. He says, this present heavens and earth, they're being reserved for fire, kept to the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. In 2 Peter 3, verses 12 and 13. But he'll create a new heavens and a new earth. In verse 13. 2 Peter 3, 3.13. Revelation 21.1. Behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth. Prior to this, What's going to happen? He's going to go forth and fight, fight like a warrior that he is. It's in the parasha uh, this past week. He's the Lord is a warrior in Ex, the book of Exodus. Uh, what was that? Chapter um, 13, I think. The Lord is 15 in the song. The Lord is a warrior. He's, an, he's a warrior. And it says, and he's going to uh, fight against those that, those that come against Jerusalem. He's going to fight all those nations coming against Jerusalem and his feet will land on the Mount of Olives, Mount Olivet, and split it, Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah, Zechariah 14.4 says. He'll come and all the Kiddushim, all the saints will come with him. That's us if we're dead then, if we're dead in the bodies and alive with him there, or if, or if we're or if we're, you know, if we're coming back with him, or we'll be seeing it happen. He, all the, all the Kiddushim with him, 14.5 of Zechariah, and he will then become, will be king over all the earth, like we sing in the, in our, in our prayer every, every week. We sing it every, every week in Shabbat, 14.9. All the survivors from the attacking nations will go up annually to celebrate Sukkot, the holiday, the tap, Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, in, in 14.16 of Zechariah. And thank God he is. That's the attackers. It's beautiful. The attackers, those that filled with hatred toward Israel, will become worshipers of the God of Israel. They're going to be, and that's God's heart to turn that hatred into worship, worshipers, the survivors. And so, no, Yeshua doesn't have to. 
come back here. He doesn't have to, but he wants to because he doesn't like to lose. He hates losing. He likes to win, and he will. He will to win over evil, to win over injustice, to win over the adversary, the accuser, the murderer, the father of lies, John 8, 44, he's the father of lies, and that serpent of old, that deceiver, and that great dragon, and he will do it. So that's what I, how I like to see this afresh. I've never seen it, talked about it that way before, but his coming is that way. And so he says then in verse eight, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the, it says, Adonai Elohim, who is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, only here the Lord himself speaking in the book of Revelation as well as in 21.5, but verse 8. And, and we'll look more at this tomorrow. Bless you and have a Yom Tov. Shalom.